Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is live coverage of the NHL and Florida Panthers 2022 draft on the home of the Florida Panthers. AM 560 Sports WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2 and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. By Gunther Motor Company. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther. By JetBlue, the official airline of the Florida Panthers. And by Lexus of Kendall and Lexus of West Kendall. The new lineup of Lexus IS sedans and RX SUVs are now in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Call 305-KENDALL. Let's go. Here are Panthers announcers Doug Plagans and Randy Moeller. Well, you heard the voiceover. It's us, Doug Plagans, Red Deer, Randy Moeller here with you. The NHL Draft 2022 edition. Coming to you live from our... South Florida Studios, our draft central, if you will. The draft taking place at the Bell Center in Montreal. Montreal, Quebec, where the NHL draft was held from 1963 up until 1985 when it went to Toronto. Then it went back to Montreal, and it's been back to Montreal a couple of times since then. It's been rotated throughout North America. Always a big event, and... Well, well, especially in Montreal, where Randy Moeller was drafted yeah, back in 1981. Yeah, they still had all the wood boards uh, in the old form when I got drafted. Great memories there, but it's perfect to have it this year, Doug, in Montreal, because the Montreal Canadiens, as we stand right now, have the number one overall pick. And that's the key phrase. As we stand right now, we're going to use that a number of times because obviously there can be a lot of things in flux. You get all the general managers on the floor together for the first time in a couple of years like this in a draft setting. You never know what could happen when that is all put together. So again, it's an in-person draft in Montreal. I feel like we've been talking about a draft coming up in Montreal since we were supposed to have one in Montreal back in 2020. That was postponed. It was virtual. 2021 was a virtual draft. Well, I Everybody back under one roof now here and, for 2022. And everybody's talking about it in Montreal as well. All the media, the scouts, the general managers, everybody that's involved in the NHL as a whole, all we've been hearing the last couple of days after everybody arrived in the uh, province of Quebec and Montreal is how, how much they missed it mm-hmm. and how grateful they are that everybody gets back. Now, the it draft sounds like is Steve not- Eiserman, though, for some reason, liked some of the aspects of the remote 
draft, I guess. But it uh, seems like everybody enjoys being in person. And and that's where you're going to get maybe some blockbuster trades. Yep. And that when general managers get together and huddle over in the corner on the draft floor, anything can happen. And we've seen it. So we'll see what happens. As it stands right now, though, the Panthers not picking in the first couple of rounds. So we will have lots to tell you about as far as the Panthers draft. We'll give you the roadmap for that here in just a moment. The Panthers do have six picks in this draft, but as it stands right now, they are not slated to select in round one, which is tonight, tomorrow, rounds two through seven. Their first pick, number 93. We'll get to the whole order coming up here in just a moment. Coming up in about 40 minutes or so from the draft floor in Montreal, our own Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com from the Territory Talk podcast. He's going to be stopping by. We'll get a sense of how things look up there at the Bell Center when we visit with Jameson coming up later on this hour. We will go through some draft memories personal and professionally with Randy Moeller as we cruise along here. We'll talk about the picks, of course, some of the big questions with this draft. And why don't we start it off with this, Randy? Of course, we've got the Panthers' schedule. We're going to go through some of that. For those of you who haven't taken a look at the Panthers' schedule just yet. I love it. Love it. Great schedule. They open up with three straight on the road, but October 19th at home against the Philadelphia Flyers, that is the home opener for the Panthers. And then that first homestand, they've got the Flyers, then Tampa Bay comes. Coming in on Friday, the 21st of October. The Islanders on Sunday, the 23rd of October. So uh, the Panthers with some uh, some opponents that the locals enjoy coming in right out of the gate. So I, lots to get to there with the schedule as well. When the Panthers, when they uh, announced it, the, the schedule, I, I took a quick look at mm-hmm. it. And then I, I spent a little bit of time yesterday and really digest. Well, actually this morning. And I like that schedule. It sets up perfectly. I, I think the, the Panthers, they, when they go on the road, they'll play a number of road games. They come back home. They've got long home stands. Um, they got a few long road trips as well. But the, the one thing that's always been a tradition in South Florida and with the Panthers is around the holidays. Yep. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and no different. They got high, uh, great opponents that are coming in, and, and we know that the, the fans love that. What's going to happen here in the next couple of minutes is the commissioner of the NHL, uh, Mr. Gary Bettman, will take the podium in Montreal, and he will start the draft. And his opening remarks, which we know he'll get booed, <laughs> it's kind of a tradition now. I don't. And think he embraces it. I, I think he does. I, I think it's it's part of the tradition. And, and I and don't that, think the fans booing him really have that. No, much they don't have any either. idea. It's just part of the whole thing. It is. It's part of the experience. It's on your ticket. <laughs> and then we'll get underway. And as we said, Montreal's got the first overall pick. And, Doug, they're still throwing out names. There's three players that uh, Montreal has not tipped their hat on who they're going to take. And they've been very tight-lipped. And there's three players that could possibly go. There could be two Slovaks that could be taken in the first three picks. And that's never happened. Uh, Marion Gabrick was the highest Slovak picked when he was uh, picked third overall by the Minnesota Wild. And Slovakia, one of those countries in the international competition, we saw them have some big years. Things have dipped a little bit, but appears to be back on the rise again, just looking at the influx of talent coming in with this draft. So a couple things to get to here right out of the gate. A unique year, obviously, for the draft because you have a lot of these young players who've lost some key development time over the last yeah. couple of years, obviously with everything that we've gone through as a society in, uh, in the world and with COVID and everything the last couple of years. 
the the players here, the 16, 17-year-olds, now 18-year-olds in their draft year, these guys felt it too, and especially players from the Ontario Hockey League, things like that. They missed a lot of games and missed a lot of evaluation time. Coming up next segment, we'll actually have some sound bites from Panthers general manager Bill Zito, and I asked him about that specifically, what kind of challenges that presented in terms of player evaluation. So we'll hear from him on that topic coming up. In uh, just a little bit, lots of players miss some key time. And, well, that's why in this draft I think there's a couple of wrinkles to it, Randy. There's a good chance we're going to see some guys picked early that could get sent back to junior hockey maybe for another year when in previous years uh, maybe guys picked in those slots would have a chance to make their big club right out of the gate. It might yeah. be beneficial for some of these kids to go back and get some time in junior. I also we, think out of this draft we're going to see a lot of diamonds in the rough and maybe a lot of late bloomers because of that loss of development time. Yeah, and for these kids when they're seven. 17, 18 years old and or 16 and 17 years old and they miss basically a whole season because of the pandemic um that's that's a, a tough one to fill and and to get a, a real read on mm-hmm. what that player is going to be like and with the uh, players that we're talking about at the top I, actually it looks like we are going to go to uh, Gary Bettman at the podium in Montreal Bonsoir Morel Bienvenue au repêchage de la Ligue Nationale du Hockey Upper Deck 2022. Commencion son plurta. We are, I am delighted to be conducting a draft in person again, and thank you for that welcome. It is a return to normalcy. We are thrilled that the draft is in the city that has played host to the first NHL draft back in 1963 and has been home to the most NHL drafts since. I'm not sure why you're booing that. It's your city. But on a serious note, We had a tragedy here in Montreal yesterday with the untimely passing of Brian Marchment, who was here in his capacity with the San Jose Sharks. Obviously, our condolences, the condolences of the entire NHL family go out to Brian's family and friends, and I'd ask everybody to stand for a moment of silence in Brian's memory. Thank you. You'll have to hold it for a second. Wait a minute. I'm now honored to be accompanied tonight by Tanya Bossi and Martin LaFleur. Within a span of eight days in April, the NHL lost two of its most legendary players, and Montreal lost two of its most beloved sons, and most important, Tanya and Martin lost their cherished fathers. We still and always will 
feel their losses deeply. But tonight, we celebrate their lives. And we recall that the remarkable careers of both Guy Lafleur and Mike Bossy began on nights such as this at NHL drafts held in Montreal. Mon père a grandi dans un village qui s'appelait Turso. Un jour, il rêvait, comme son idole, Jean Béliveau, de faire la Ligue nationale. In 1971, thanks to Sam Pollock's wizardry, the Montreal Canadiens drafted my father. Mon père m'a dit, il y a un bout de temps, le sentiment d'être repêché est aussi grand que de gagner la Coupe Stanley ou tous les autres honneurs ou accolades qu'on peut recevoir en performant dans la Ligue nationale. Parce que la Ligue nationale est le summum du hockey au monde. The Lafleur family would like to wish the best of luck to all the players who are eligible for the 2022 NHL Draft. Enjoy this moment. It's once in a lifetime. Thank you, merci. Mon père avait un rêve, celui de jouer dans la LNH et de briser des records. Il y a 45 ans, il a été repêché par les Islanders de New York et bien inspiré par Guy Lafleur. Sans doute bien inspiré par Guy Lafleur, il avait même affirmé au directeur général qu'il compterait 50 buts dès sa première saison. Eh bien, c'est avec ce gilet des Islanders qu'il en a marqué finalement 53. My father's dream was to play in the NHL. My father's dream was to play in the NHL. 45 years ago, he was drafted by the New York Islanders, and he told the GM that he would score 50 goals during his first season. Well inspired by Guy Lafleur and wearing this jersey, he scored 53. Despite his short, shortened life and career, my dad's dream came true. And if he was here tonight, he would tell you to dream big, as big as you can. Malgré une vie et une carrière écourtée, Mon père a accompli son, son but et plus encore. S'il était présent ici ce soir, il vous dirait à tous de rêver grand, très grand.
Merci. Thank you. Merci, Tanya and Martin, for being here tonight. Before we get down to this evening's business, we have another special guest. Canadians head coach Martin Saint-Louis. Merci. 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 Martin et Tania, je suis content que vous êtes ici. Tania, ton père a passé beaucoup de temps à Laval. Il a inspiré beaucoup de jeunes Lavalois comme moi quand on était jeunes. Martin, ton père, c'était l'idole de la province. OK? Il nous a fait vivre des moments inoubliables comme fans du Canadien. Merci d'être ici. Bienvenue au repêchage. Bienvenue à tous les fans du hockey. Mais spécialement à nos fans des Canadiens. Encore une fois, à guichet fermé. Vous êtes vraiment extraordinaire. Merci. Forty-seven years. It took me 47 years to finally be at my first draft. And it was worth the wait. The last two days, the energy in this city has been awesome. Merci, Montréal. Congratulations to all the players that are going to hear their names in the next two days. Understand that it's just the beginning. It's probably the easy part. What's ahead of you is going to be much harder. And for the guys that don't hear your name, it's okay. It's not the end. You just keep pushing. You match work ethic with will. You can accomplish anything. Encore une fois, merci beaucoup. Amusez-vous ce soir et go Habs go! Merci, Martin. Why can't I get some of that? Anyway, thank you to Jeff Molson, 
and the entire Canadians organization for being such terrific hosts. My thanks as well to Mayor Valerie Plant and the City of Montreal for the warm welcome you have extended to most of the NHL family this week. Congratulations to all of the draft-eligible prospects who are here in the Bell Centre and on your hockey journey thus far. Good luck as you wait to hear your names called over the next two days. And thank you to all of the parents, family members, friends and coaches whose support was essential to every one of these hockey journeys. Finally, welcome to those watching on TVR Sports, Sportsnet, ESPN, and the NHL Network. La première selection à Tienne au Canadien du Montréal. The first selection in the 2022 NHL Draft belongs to the Montreal Canadiens. Montréal, avoue la parole. Montreal, you are on the clock. A bilingual Gary Bettman there, putting the Montreal well Canadiens on the clock. We are going to take our first pause. When we come back, we'll have the first pick in the draft. We'll talk Panthers' schedule. We've got Jamison Olive coming up after that. Next segment, some sound from Panthers general manager Bill Zito. Later on in the program, George Richards from Florida Hockey Now is going to stop by. We'll have uh, a segment with Sean Rourke from NHL.com, talking all things Panthers, the schedule, the draft. Doug Plagans, Randy Muller here with you. Our coverage of the 2022. To NHL Draft right here on 560 WQAM. Florida Panthers NHL Draft coverage continues on the home of the Panthers. AM 560 Sports WQAM. FM 99.9 HD2. And streaming on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. It's our NHL Draft coverage. Let's go right to the podium in Montreal for the first pick in the first. draft. Rest assured, they both want this badly. You only get we'll one go to that here in just a moment. Missioner takes pick. the podium. You we'll really... go to uh, Gary Bettman. But the first pick in the draft coming up here in just a moment. Panthers fans, Cats back at home October 19th against Philadelphia. Download the full schedule for the Panthers.com slash schedule to see your Cats back on the ice. Now let's go to the podium. and no Merci beaucoup pour votre soutien incroyable. Je veux aussi souhaiter bienvenue aux espoirs et leurs familles. I would like to thank and welcome all the prospects and their families to Montreal. On behalf of the Montreal Canadiens organization, we would like to extend our deepest condolences to the Marchman family and to the San Jose Sharks for the untimely passing of Brian. Congratulations to Joe Sackick and the Colorado Avalanche. Avec notre premier choix au repêchage with our first pick in the 2022 NHL Draft, the Canadiens de Montréal sont fiers de repêcher from the Slovakian national team and TPS Turku, Yuri Slavkovsky. Well, the Montreal Canadiens have made Yuri Slavkovsky the number one pick in this year's draft, and in some ways an interesting one. And there was a lot of debate 
as to who was going to go number one in this draft. It was Shane Wright, who appeared to be the odds-on number one pick for the better part of the last year or two leading up to this draft. And uh, to the point where some teams that were down near the bottom of the standings were saying that they were going down the drain for Shane. That was a phrase that we heard a couple of times. And now Yuri Slavkovsky has jumped him and become the top pick in the draft. Randy, a winger instead of a center, which Shane Wright is, uh, turned 18 back in March. A 6'4", 218-pound winger that can move. And he's played a lot against adults over there playing uh, in Europe. He had a great showing at the World Championships and the Olympics as well. And. And he's been compared to Jamie Benn of the Dallas Stars, a big power forward, can skate. You mentioned the size, Doug, 6'4", 224 pounds. As an 18-year-old. My goodness. And uh, Evgeny Malkin as well. Size, ability, skill. And he looks a lot older than than the 18 years as he walks up to the podium and meets all the Montreal Canadiens organization and put on, you see, his family, his mother – we guess is in tears in the stands and uh, there's a picture. Yeah. With uh, the commissioner, Gary Bettman. So a little bit of a surprise, Doug, but, but Slikovsky really uh, gained a head of steam over the last That's six months or so. Yeah. I would say about four and a half of the five months. Going back to the world juniors and the Olympics. And yep. Yeah. And where he really put on a performance. You can't, you can't teach size, and uh, the NHL, if you've got skill and you've got that size, and uh, I think he's going to be a dynamic player for the Montreal Canadiens for many years to come. So a top pick coming out of Slovakia, Yuri Slavkovsky, becomes the number one pick in the draft this year. Up next, uh, familiar face Tom Fitzgerald and the New Jersey Devils. He is the general manager of the Devils. They are up next, and now you wonder, is it going to be Shane Wright? Did they expect that Shane Wright would be here well, when they the- were picking number two, or Logan Cooley, a centerman out of the U.S. National Development Program? I, I, out of the top six teams that are picking in this year's draft, Nobody was more, I guess, more vocal than the New Jersey Devils hinting and dropping a few little hints that they were willing to move that pick yes. number two overall. Yep. And Tommy Fitzgerald, the former Florida Panther, great. Now the general manager in New Jersey, he had, he said it about four or five different times when interviewed that, hey, we're not sold that we're going to take that. We might move that pick in order to... Uh, do something else. They've done their picking up at the top of the draft, and they have some other moves that could be in mind, and that's a theme that we're going to keep an eye on over the course of the evening. Trades. We've had a couple today, Randy, and we should, before we get too far along, the Colorado Avalanche made a deal with the New York Rangers. The Rangers got some draft picks. The Avalanche got Alexander Georgiev, a goaltender. Looks like he's going to be paired with Pavel Francouz. Looks like uh, out the door goes Stanley Cup winning goaltender Darcy Kemper, you would imagine, with a deal like all that being took, made. All it took, Doug, was just one trade to start. Now they're all starting to tumble. And then you had Alex Dabrinkit going from Chicago to Ottawa, so an Atlantic Division team that the the Panthers are going to see quite a bit. The Ottawa Senators, who's knocking on the door, they're trying to get closer to that playoff picture, positioning themselves pretty nicely, getting a, a proven 35-40 goal guy in Alex Dabrinkit. And the Ottawa Senators have a lot of heavy lifting going on here in the next two days. They've got a lot of draft picks. They picks. continue to stock that cupboard full of prospects. And Alex Dabrinkit, boy, oh, boy, the Chicago Blackhawks, they are going to – they're burning this thing down. It's not a rebuild. It's a burn down. Yeah, they're taking it right down to the ground. And in the salary cap era, sometimes that's what happens after you have a sustained run of success and then eventually it gets hard to – 
to stay in it. A, a year ago at this time, they were still trying to be a playoff team, and now it just uh, isn't working anymore, and they are going to hit the proverbial reset button. So that's where the Blackhawks are, and Chris Letang signing back in Pittsburgh for six years. So uh, a trans, or I should say uh, a move made earlier today, and, and I think we all saw that uh, as a likely scenario. And going back to the Brinkett uh, getting traded Blackhawks to the Ottawa Senators, if you're a social media fan, not a lot of positives coming out of Chicago. They feel that uh, they didn't get enough for him in the trade with the Ottawa Senators. Interesting comments. The seventh overall pick and the 39th pick in this draft and then uh, a, a third, third in a couple of years. In 24. So that's what Chicago got. Uh Let's not forget to Brink. It was a second rounder, so in some ways they were able to down the road get a a, a second rounder and a first. Yeah. Uh, but they are going to be picking seventh overall. But fans don't want to see that, and uh, especially a, a team like Chicago that's seen so much success over the years. Looks like they're going to go right back to the bottom. That's part of the plan, and uh, I'm sure that's not sitting well with a lot of folks. Tough to watch uh, up there in Chicago, but uh, that's just the way of the National Hockey League sometimes. So Alex Dabrinkit going to Ottawa, where, again, he's going to be playing in the Atlantic Division. The Panthers are going to see him a lot. Well, and the old saying goes for the Chicago Blackhawks and their fans, uh, you'd rather trade picks for parades. And uh, you'd rather have the parades yep. than the than the draft picks or whatever. And they, the Chicago Blackhawks with three uh, Stanley Cups uh, during the era of um, Kane and Taves and and uh, what have you in there. But it's it's time. It's time to move the move uh, forward and the rebuild for Chicago. So interesting. Yep. Uh, trade. Seems to be underway with the rebuild with the Blackhawks. Uh, Randy, time now. We talked about it last segment. Let's get to hearing from Panthers general manager Bill Zito before we get too far along in this uh, coverage of the draft. Doug Plagans, Red Deer Randy Muller here with you, bringing you live coverage of the 2022 National Hockey League draft. And over the course of the evening, we are going to be talking about the Panthers. We'll dive into the schedule a little bit. We'll give you the Panthers draft roadmap coming up in just a few. The Panthers, uh, of course, picking in the third round tomorrow at number 93. That's going to be their first pick as things currently stand. They've got a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, two in the sixth, and then one in the seventh. So they do have six picks in this draft. They just don't start selecting until pick number 93. They've made some trades. They've moved uh, the first and the second in this draft. So right now, nothing for the Panthers in the first two rounds of the draft, but uh, of course we'll wait and see how things play out but let's get into hearing from the general manager of the Panthers Bill Zito uh first he talks about what the Panthers general draft approach is going into this I don't think that our our outlook hasn't changed with regard to the philosophy of of best player available and if the projection is well we think a player um might take a little longer to develop that's okay um you know we we do have a lot of depth, and our core is relatively young, so we feel pretty feel feel pretty strongly that our our, our core and our group uh, is going to be together for a while, and um, that we're going to be able to to sustain the progress and allow the uh, the right player um, to continue to develop the right way um, on, on the schedule that's uh, prudent for each individual so that uh, our scouts are empowered to make the, the best selection or the right selection. So Bill Zito, Panthers general manager right there, talking about that best player available approach, and uh, he's obviously going into his third season as the Panthers general manager. This is his third draft as the Panthers general manager. Uh, and I think it's important that you heard the general manager, Bill Zito, say that 
the core of this hockey club, uh, they believe, mm-hmm. will be together for quite a long time. That's different than a, a number of years ago when the Panthers were still building and still trying to uh, acquire young talent to develop them to, to, you know, to take that next step in the NHL. While, as we saw with the Panthers winning the President's Trophy with 100, what, 122 points, that uh, their core is pretty strong right now, and they could be patient with some of these draft picks to make sure that the development trail is very fluid, but it's also successful at the end. Like the, you're saying, you, you don't want a, a, a player to play uh, when he's 18 years old and only play 40 games, right. and that's it. You want to, if you have to wait a little bit, then, uh, and the Panthers have been very patient with their young players. Yeah, they've had the luxury to be able to do that, Correct. and they're in a situation where they don't need to rush somebody into the National Hockey League for immediate contribution. Let's uh, hear now from Panthers general manager Bill Zito once again. I asked him if this draft has any trait or characteristic that uh, that stands out i tend to not subscribe as much to those generalizations um not to be a party pooper but it's 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 difficult to it's difficult to you know really generalize on a global group of 18 year olds on a random saturday and in, in, in well in this instance july right so um, finding trends or patterns and in, in particular strengths or weaknesses positionally in the group. You know, I, for us, we, our scouts are going to look and try to identify best possible player available at that pick. Um, we're going to have some ranges where how to, how to discern and, and really make that selection between a, a group who are all sort of similarly situated. There'll be some nuances within that group. But for the most part, um, uh, it's it's difficult for me anyway to say, oh, yeah, there's a trend in these 200 players globally. So Bill Zito, Panthers general manager right there. The second pick in the draft is in, and it's another player out of Slovakia. Simone Nemitz has been chosen by the New Jersey Devils, a defenseman. And obviously, if you like the guy, go out and get him. The Devils, remember, they've had their they've had their high picks and taken their forwards. They have Jack Hughes. They've given him the long contract. Yeah. They have Nico Heischer. He's their captain now. They need to shore up that blue line. They think they have a guy right here who, well, it appears they think they have a guy who could step right in and play. So uh, the top of the order, not looking the way a lot of folks would have envisioned right now. <laughs> yeah, and somebody today, they were tweeting out and, and on social media, uh, my prediction is that the two number one and number two draft picks will be both from Slovakia, and that's exactly what happened. That bodes well for the development in uh, in Slovakia, as you mentioned, Doug, that they've had their ups and downs, but it seems like they're on the upswing right now. Could be a force on the international scene for a, a number of years to come with uh, some of this top-end talent on the Slovakian side of things. Let's uh, get to one more thought from Bill Zito, then we'll take a break. We've got Jamison Olive coming up next segment. Uh, here's Bill Zito, Panthers general manager. I asked him if there's been any challenges to uh, – oh, looks like we are not going to go we'll, – we'll get that for you in just a moment. But, uh, again, the first two picks of the draft are in. Yuri Slavkowski to the Montreal Canadiens, Simone Nemitz to the New Jersey Devils, and that brings up the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, so we'll see if Shane Wright goes to Arizona. It's a, a possibility here at this point in time. 
We had Shane Wright and Yuri Slavkovsky as the big debate. I think a lot of the hockey world did as the big debate for who was going to go yeah. number one in this draft. Now, just to tell you a little bit about Shane Wright because he could be the next guy going off the board. We'll wait and see. A six-foot-tall centerman turned 18 back on January 5th. He's a right-shot centerman. 32 goals in 63 games last year for Kingston in the Ontario Hockey League where he played for one-time NHLer Luca Caputi. Fun name to say, by the way. Played for uh, Luca Caputi there in, uh, in Kingston. But... Shane Wright, a lot of folks maybe thought didn't have the year that he wanted to have. Still 94 points in 63 games. Nothing to sneeze at uh, for uh, for Shane Wright. Let's get to a thought from Bill Zito. Asked him if there have been any challenges evaluating players leading up to this draft with so many players losing games due to the pandemic. Yeah, that's a great question. The, the amateur scouts have been, I mean, these guys have just been pounding it, trying to get the live viewings in. That, that you know maybe they've been doing video work on guys for over a couple of years maybe someone didn't get taken last year because of COVID maybe they had COVID and they were like geez this guy was really really um highly touted and he wasn't taken he geez, I saw him he wasn't that good but now he's back and statistically he's great I have to get in and see him and then that's happened three or four times well in each region and now the you know the crossover guys have to get in and they're, they're now that's 16 guys, and maybe that's just in North America, and then they've got to do it in Europe, and then they have to go see the regular crop. So they have been, they have been just tirelessly traveling and working. Um, and uh, it has been a real chore and a real challenge. Uh, and, and, and kudos to those guys for really taking it on and, and diligently doing the work and having been a part of I mean, multiple year-end amateur meetings. Um, I feel great about the work that they've done. Bill Zito right there with some thoughts about how the evaluation process has maybe been challenged a bit uh, going into this draft with, again, a lot of players losing a lot of key development time over the last couple of seasons. Folks, the Panthers and NHL draft coverage right here on 560 WQAM. We bring this to you every year. It's a tradition and uh, great to be back here with you. Panthers fans, be sure to join the 93 Society to stay up to date on all things Panthers. Be the first to know about ticket presales, events, and much more. Sign up now at floridapanthers.com slash newsletter. Doug Plagans, Randy Moeller here with you. We're going to step aside. We'll come back on the other side of the break. We will be joined by Jamison Olive from floridapanthers.com, my friend and yours. He'll bring us inside Bell Center up there in Montreal, get us a sense of how things are reacting there now after the first couple of picks in this draft. That and more coming up on the other side of the break. Still to come, we've got George Richards from Florida Hockey Now. We've got Sean Rourke from NHL.com later on in the program. We'll dive into the Panthers' schedule. We'll talk a little bit more about this draft as it goes along. Lots more to get to. It's our annual coverage of the NHL draft right here on 560 WQAM. Time for more Florida Panthers NHL draft coverage on the home of the Panthers. AM 560 Sports WQAM. FM 99.9 HD2. And streaming on the Odyssey app. 
Welcome back. NHL Draft coverage continuing right here on 560 Sports WQAM. Doug Plagans, Red Deer, Randy Muller here with you. We welcome you in this evening, and we thank you very much for being on board with us. You can tweet us, of course, at Doug Plagans and at Hey Red Deer during the broadcast. Maybe we'll give you a little bit of a shout-out here as we cruise along. We've got some exciting guests coming up later on. George Richards from Florida Hockey Now. We've got Sean Rourke from NHL.com lined up. We'll hear from them. We'll talk about the Panthers' schedule. We'll talk about this draft. Lots to get to. Cats fans, stay on top of all things Panthers. Check out the latest episode of Territory Talk with me and Jamison Oliver. Get exclusive interviews and articles about the team. See the newest episodes at floridapanthers.com slash territory talk. Well, I mentioned Jamison Olive, so why don't we bring on Jamison Olive? Joining us from the Bell Center in Montreal, where Jamison, I'd imagine the place has just about been turned upside down this first three that we've seen in the draft. Not the uh, first three that I think a lot of people saw coming. What's the feeling there inside Bell Center? Yeah, I'm coming to you from a stairwell inside the Bell Center because it it's the only place I could find that was quiet. Because like you said, at the Bell Center, the Habs had the first-round pick. It's been loud for every pick so far. So it's a madhouse here. But it's fun. It's great to be back at the draft. The back having an in-person draft. The energy's crazy. The floor is crazy. It's just chaos here in the best kind of way. But you talk about the first few picks, that that is just really surprising. I mean, Sokovsky first overall, that's not too surprising. It looked like towards the last couple of days here leading up to the draft that there was kind of a back and forth between him and Shane Wright as to who would go number one. But if you watch the Olympics, you watched him play at the World Championships internationally against grown men, you knew Slavkovsky was going to be a good pick. He's huge at 6'4". He's really proven himself against grown men already, just 18 years old. So I like that pick a lot, actually, for the Habs. But the fact that here we are now heading into pick four and Shane Wright's still on the board, that's what's incredible to me. Uh, just because he was pretty much the consensus number one overall for the entire year. It's a guy that people have been pegged to go first overall for the past several years. Uh, so for him to you know, be falling into the Kraken's lap here at number four overall potentially, uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and Jameson, you just touched on it a little bit. Isn't it great? We All we've heard over the last couple of days is, well, number one, Montreal is one of the most beautiful and energetic city in the in the world. Uh, but to get back there and to be at the draft and for guys like yourself that has does a wonderful, incredible work of covering the Florida Panthers, to be able to do that in that in that environment has got to be something special for you to get back there. Oh, it really is. And just getting to see all the people we haven't seen in a long time, whether that's reporters, team personnel. I've run into a lot of people I haven't seen in a couple of years. So from the media side, it's great to connect with people and rub elbows and all that stuff. But it's just great to see GMs also back in the same spot. Uh, just watching the action on the floor from, you know, Bill Zito, you know, looking at his phone or, you know, talking to uh, another guy at a table over. To see those little interactions and to see what they lead to is always so fun. And I know we always, you know, go crazy with it. You know, someone will tweet out, oh, you know, Bill Zito's talking to this guy or talking to that guy. And half the time they're probably talking about nothing. Sometimes they might be talking about a deal you never know. But just to get all, you know, the hockey world in one place. Randy, you know it. It's just so special to get everyone in one room yeah. like this. It only happens once a year. I mean, the All-Star game, things like that, don't compare to the draft when it comes to this communal feeling. A lot of the buzz around the hockey world, there were just people who couldn't wait to see Jameson Olive live and in person, and now they're getting the opportunity to do so up there at the Bell Center in Montreal. Jameson Olive, FloridaPanthers.com, is here with us. And, Jameson, have you gotten a sense talking to people? I know Bill Zito talked about a little bit on his uh, availability 
availability yesterday. We had the soundbite in our last segment. But uh, leading up to this draft, and you and I talked to Chris Peters, a draft expert on Territory Talk last week, this was a, a draft that had some curveballs to it, and it was a little bit different to prepare for because so many of these players have lost some key development time. Have you gotten that sense that uh, that was uh, an obstacle that a lot of teams had to deal with approaching this draft? I wouldn't say an obstacle as much as it's an opportunity for some teams that really do do their due diligence on some of these guys that maybe been overlooked or just not looked at the same way had they would have, you know, played the years they missed during COVID or played more games. So I think it's an opportunity, especially for a team like the Panthers that don't have a first or second round pick, but they do have six picks overall. They got some mid picks. They got some late picks, two in the sixth, um, you know, within three picks of each other. So whether they package some of those to move up uh, a little bit in this draft or maybe get some future assets, we'll see. But just the fact that you look at the guys they could find in those, uh, those later rounds, there's potentially some diamonds in the rough. And the Panthers have done a great job here recently. You and I talk all the time about guys like Justin Sort of a third-round pick two years ago, Mike Benning, a fourth-round pick two years ago. Um, you can look at, you know, Braden Hache, a seventh-round pick uh, last year. I really like what we've seen from him so far in one year of development. So this is scouting staff under Bill Zito that's shown they, they, they have that ability to find those late-round gems. And, of course, time will tell on all these guys. But, you know, as far as year-over-year progression, the Panthers have done a great job under Bill Zito finding those mid to late-round picks, and that's what they're going to have to do again here this year. And, and Jameson, I, I thought it was real key what Bill Zito said uh, in the one sound clip that we, that we aired, that the, the core of this hockey club that won the President's Trophy, that it could afford them a little bit more time to develop these players and not rush them and let them develop at their own pace. And with the Panthers, with, you know – the 122 points and uh, the President's Trophy, they're not a, a team that's going to rush a lot of these uh, draft picks. And and maybe touch on a little bit about the development camp and what that means for not only the team but for these young players. Yeah, going on the, the first question there, I mean, look at a guy like Anton Lundell who shined this season as Florida's third-line center. Uh, they gave him time to come over. They didn't rush him over. He came over. He went right into a good spot on that third line with guys like Mason Marchment, Sam Reinhart, good guys on both his wings. But you, you rewind maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago on the Panthers, he might be coming over and be in the top-line center right out of the gate, kind of rushed into things. So even for guys at the NHL level, they're all being put in great positions right now because the Panthers finally have that depth to put guys where they belong in terms of you know what's best for their development. So that's great. But you mentioned D-Camp. I mean, the Panthers haven't had a D-Camp since COVID, so this is going to be great to get some guys down. Yes, they had a rookie camp last year, but it's so much different from D-Camp. D-Camp's when you get the college guys in, you know, the recent draftees, the new guys that come to South Florida, many of them for the first time, and they really get to live the NHL life for a week for the first time. They're around NHL trainers. They're around NHL coaches. Uh, they, they do cooking classes. They just learn how to be adults. That's kind of part of it. So uh, in the past, you know, Brian McCabe, who the Panthers, who's a part of the, the organization's player development, he, he kind of talks about that camp. It's not really a hockey camp. It's not really for hockey development. It's more for life development. It's for showing these kids, you know, giving them a little taste of NHL life, showing them how to cook, how to take care of yourself, how to be adults. Uh, they do some community service work as well. They learn how to start giving back, which, of course, hockey players all do a lot of throughout their careers. So for D-Camp, just to get all the young guys in the same place. And some of those guys – some of those bonds we see form at D-Camp. I mean, you look at guys like Barkov and Huberto. They were at D-Camps together in the past. So uh, it's, it's just probably my favorite week of the year at D-Camp, honestly. I just love seeing so many kids getting their first taste of uh, life in the NHL. Jamison Olive, FloridaPanthers.com here with us. Uh, you're in that stairwell. So Shane Wright is a Seattle Kraken. We've got that for you. Also, the folks at SiriusXM NHL Network Radio reporting two trades. The Montreal Canadiens are busy. The first trade is... 
is that the Canadians got the 13th overall pick from the Islanders. To the Islanders went defenseman Alex Romanov and the 98th pick in this draft. The next trade that Montreal made maybe shows us why they didn't go the center route with their first overall pick, why they went with Yuri Slavkovsky, because the Canadians then traded the 13th overall pick, which they got from the Islanders, and the 66th pick to the Blackhawks, who have the teardown in full force. Kirby Dock is going to the Montreal Canadiens. Wow. So the Montreal Canadiens in their home building are busy. Jameson, we've seen Atlantic Division teams in that bottom tier of the division busy with Ottawa getting to Brinkett. Now the Canadiens making a couple of deals with not only adding the top pick, but now Kirby Dock to the fold. Uh, what do you make of all of it with the instant reaction here, Jameson? Uh, well, I, I don't understand that trade for the Islanders. I guess they value Romanov a bit more than I do in terms of you know, potential, you know, defenseman to fit that course. That one's a little bit of a head scratcher, but you got to love what the Canadians are doing, you know, kind of speeding up the rebuild here a little bit, but they're doing it in a smart way. You look at Kirby Doc, that's a young guy as a first round pick only a couple of years ago. I liked how he looked when he played against the Panthers. The couple times we saw him, obviously, you know, like you said, the Blackhawks kind of really don't know what they're doing right now. They're kind of doing a tear down, but last year they were kind of going for it, signing a guy like Seth Jones to a long-term deal. So they're kind of uh, in limbo right now, I'd say, but love what the Canadians are doing, you know, in front of the home crowd kind of, you know, showing the crowd, you know, hey, this is going to be the future of the franchise right here. We're doing it all today, and this is what you guys are going to see for the next couple of years. So that's just putting on a show for the home crowd. You, you, you love to see that. But, you know, overall, I just love, love that. We talk about draft day. I just love all these moves. I love that all this is happening right now. And, of course, we have free agency coming up on Wednesday. That's going to be another crazy day. But for the Atlantic Division, man, now that the Habs are loading up, of course, like you said, the Senators getting Alex Dabrinkit, that's a huge move. They're a lot better team now this year. Um, the, the Red Wings, are, of course, are going to take, take another step forward. Uh, the Sabres, I liked how they were looking towards the end towards the end of last season. They're going to take another step forward. Who in the Atlantic Division is going to take a step backwards? That's the question. It's the best division in hockey, without question. And, you know, that's the sad part. It's not all those teams can make a playoff, but all teams, all those teams are trying to be good right now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, it's a conversation for another day, but I think the Boston Bruins are the team that's fallen back, and it may not. Be, it's not because they don't have a talented roster. It's because so much of that roster is not going to be ready to play when the season begins. Uh, but well, We've been uh, saying that for years, Doug, yeah. <laughs> and they never do. Uh, that, that's true. That's true. So we'll see how things play out, but that would be my guess. Last thing for you, Jamison, the Panthers' schedule came out yesterday. Have you had a chance to dig into it? Was there anything that jumped out at you? There's always just an excitement when the uh, schedule gets announced. And then after that, we'll let you get out of your stairwell. I just look at times and things like that. Obviously, I believe the Panthers have 10 back-to-backs, so that's not too unusual. I mean, in the past, there were some years where they had 14 or 15, so 10 back-to-backs isn't a big deal. Um, Starting with a couple games on the road, maybe that's good to build a little buzz for that first home game uh, there against the Flyers. Maybe that'll be a good game. Um, But for the Panthers overall, I'm looking at start times. I feel like there was a lot of Saturday games I saw that are now starting at 6 o'clock, which is a little unusual. Most Saturday games either were early or started at 7. So the 6 o'clock start time, I like that experiment there. Let's see how that works out for these guys. 6 o'clock, it lets you, uh, you know, the restaurants won't be closed when the game ends. You can you can get out and get <laughs> something to eat. Jameson All of FloridaPanthers.com here with us. You can find him on Twitter, at Jameson Coop. Jameson, get out of that stairwell and get back into the Bell Center <laughs> excitement. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you very much. Jamison all of FloridaPanthers.com released from the stairwell and back into the excitement there at Bell Center. But uh, lots going on at Bell Center tonight, Randy Moeller. Yeah, and Panther fans, your cats are back at the uh, home opener on the 19th of uh, October against the Philadelphia Flyers. As Doug just mentioned, you can download the full schedule at FloridaPanthers.com. 
uh, forward slash schedule to see your cats back on the ice. It's the Panthers draft coverage here. Of course, Panthers not set to pick in the first round, but that doesn't mean we don't have anything to talk about. Lots going on here. We'll reset the first few picks of the draft coming up next. We'll talk about uh, the Panthers draft, what it looks like overall, some key notes from this draft, things to watch as we cruise along. Teams in the Atlantic Division have been busy on the trade front already. Coming up next hour, in about 20 minutes or so, we'll be joined by my friend and yours from Florida Hockey now George Richards will be stopping by so that's coming up next hour lots more to get to here it's our annual coverage of the NHL draft right here on 560 Sports WQAM This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t